recording? Okay, it's recording. Welcome back to the podcast, um, Haunted Horrors Lovers, um, Paranormal, uh, Paranormal Investigators, Lovers of the Unknown, um, Alien Investigators, and UFO Legends. Um, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm recording my first to second last, my first to second last episode of Haunted Horrors Season 1. We only have two episodes left of Haunted Horrors Season 1. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I barely started this podcast back in July and I'm recording last first episode um of Haunted Horrors season one. Um I know I barely just started this podcast. Um but don't worry, it'll come back soon. So um I hope you guys have been loving the episode. I hope you have been listening, watching. I can't thank you guys enough for listening and watching the podcast. It means so much to me that you guys have been loving Haunted Horrors and the content that I put out. It just means the world to me, guys. And you mean so, so much to me. I love you guys. Um, this podcast wouldn't... I couldn't have been able... I couldn't have been able to do this podcast without you guys. Like, literally, um, this is a dream come true for me like watching podcast watching um paranormal videos from spooky um youtubers spooky youtubers tiktokers and whatever um i'm just so excited that you've been on my journey for six months that's crazy Six months and and it's finally ending, you guys. I'm sad as well. I know you guys are sad that it's ending. Um, but I just really want to thank you all for your support of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for commenting if you like the podcast. Thank you for giving the podcast five stars. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Just thank you guys for everything for the podcast. I have been having so much fun with the po- with this podcast, and I just don't want to end it. I I just don't want it to end. Um. So yeah. Other than that, um, I hope you guys love this new episode that I'm recording for you guys. Um. So. I hope you all, we all know there have, there has been a lot of videos coming out this year, um, at the beginning of this year, if aliens are real or not, and UFO sightings, um, I personally never seen a UFO or an alien or anything like extraterrestrial. Um, but I know some people out there have, and they tell those stories, and people, like, call them crazy, like, you didn't see that, um, 
you're delusional. Like, you didn't see that. That wasn't real. Um, but I know there's some stories of people telling the stories that they saw a UFO or some type of object in the sky, a light in the sky or whatever it is. But, yeah, so today I'm going to be telling you the top 10 mysterious UFO sightings that still haunt witnesses till till today. And if you hear noise like licking or like walking around, I have my dog in here with me. He's been in here for a little bit now for like five minutes. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna tell you unexplained UFO sightings. Um, that began this year in 2023. The unexplained UFO shot down over North America in February 2023. And that's not the only thing flying objects buzzing around. That's not the only flying objects buzzing around. In 2020, the Pentagon released three grainy videos taken by Navy pilots who witnessed speeding objects mysteriously disappear after a thorough review the DOD found the videos did not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems. And did not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military air, of military airspace incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena. The video show what pilots saw during training flights in 2004 and 2015. Storming unexplained. I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you the ten bizarre UFO sightings that still give witness. That still give witnesses the shivers. Now there's videos and pictures on here. Now I'm gonna be recording this for you guys to for you guys to watch. And if you want to listen to it, go listen to it on all podcasting platforms and on YouTube. But yes, I'm recording this and I also will be recording this for YouTube so you guys can watch it if you don't have Spotify, Apple, Amazon, or if you just only have YouTube, it will be available for you guys to watch. And the other episode of the 16 Ghost Stories that were true to bone, that will be coming soon. I just haven't had time to film that episode yet and get it to the podcast YouTube channel. That will be coming soon. But for now, let me tell you the team is serious. Um... The two mysterious UFO sightings that still haunt witnesses to this day. So the first UFO sighting is called "Were Not Crazy." Pilots tell yellow yellow knife air traffic controllers in twenty twenty three. In twenty twenty three, Canadian air traffic controllers and pilots couldn't identify two white lights moving in a circular pattern. Reported over Canada's Northwest Territories in Territories in 2023. Good evening. Just wondering, do you got two planes that are just to the east of your field doing circuits or maneuvers? A crew member aboard a Canadian North Flight headed to Yellowknife, headed to Yellowknife, 
Northwest Territories asked air traffic controllers. It was just before midnight on January 29, 2023. Negative. I have not reported traffic in the area, the Yellowknife air traffic controller replied. Do you have a visual on something? The crew of the twin, the crew of the twin turbo prop Canadian North North aircraft responded, somewhat hesitant, hesitantly, hesitantly. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at two lights dancing around here to the east of your field. They're above us. About I don't know what. We're not seeing them on TCAS. That means traffic collision. Uh, Traffic collision avoidance system. But we can see the lights moving around. There's a pause before the crew member radios back to say, We're not crazy. No, we believe you. The air traffic controller replies, The sighting remains unexplained to this day. Um, sighting number two of UFOs. The Phoenix Lights incident of Arizona in 1997. In 1997, multiple witnesses reported using. In 1997, multiple witnesses reported seeing a large, a large triangular-shaped object flying over Phoenix, Arizona. The object was described as being massive in size, silent, and emitting a series of lights. Despite the numerous eyewitness accounts and photographic evidence, the Phoenix Lights incident remains a topic of debate and speculation. Some believe that the object was a secret military aircraft, or others believe that it was an extraterrestrial spacecraft. Sorry, I can't talk because I'm already getting out of breath. Let me get a drink of water. Um, sighting of a UFO story number three. Randall, Randall Sham Forest, 1980, Suffolk, Suffolk, United Kingdom. The Randall Sham Forest incident took place in England in 1980 near the joint U.S.-UK military base of RAF Bentwaters and RAF Woodbridge. According to eyewitnesses, military, military officers encountered an unidentified glowing object in the forest, which they described as being metallic and emitting a bright light. They also reported strange symbols etched on the object's surface, and they claimed that they experienced a range of physical and, f- uh, a range of physical and psychological effects after the encounter. Despite an official investigation by the military, the Rendlesham Forest incident still remains unexplained to this day. Um, UFO sighting number four, the Gulf the Gulf Breeze six, nineteen eighty seven to nineteen eighty eight, Gulf Breeze, Florida. The Gulf Breeze six refers to a series of UFO sightings that took place in the Gulf Breeze, Florida, in Gulf Breeze, in Gulf Breeze, Florida. In the late 1980s, according to accounts, six Florida residents claimed to have encountered a series of strange flying objects, 
including a large triangular-shaped craft. Some believe that the sightings were general encounters with extraterrestrial craft, while others argued that they were hoaxes or misidentifications of other aircraft in the sky. Despite official investigations, there's no despite official investigations, there are no clear cut answers. Um, UFO study number five. The rest all UFO incident in 1996 in Melbourne, Australia. The West All UFO incident took place in Melbourne, Australia in 1966 when a large disc-shaped object was seen hovering low in the sky above a school in the suburb of Westall. The object was described as being silent and emitting a bright light and it reportedly landed briefly in a nearby field before taking off again. The sighting was reported by multiple witnesses, including students and teachers at the school. The site is now a UFO-themed children's playground. UFO story sighting number six. The Lakin Heath Bentwaters incident, 1956, England, United Kingdom. As spooky incidents go, the Lincoln Heath Bentwaters incident is right up there. The UFO sighting took the UFO sighting took place in England in 1956 when a series of strange when a series of strange lights were seen in the sky over the bent waters and Lake and Heath Lake and Heath air bases. They were described as being large. Glowing objects that were flying at high speeds and performing and performing unusual maneuvers. The sighting was reported by multiple witnesses, including military personnel. It still remains one of the most mysterious and unexplained UFO sightings in Europe. Um UFO sighting number seven. UFO sighting number seven, the Maori Island incident in 1947, Puget Sound, Washington. The Maori Island incident took place in Puget Sound, Washington in 1947. A large donut-shaped object was seen hovering above the waters of Puget Sound. Of Puget, of Puget Sound. Incident objects included rocks and metal fragments reportedly fell from the craft and landed on the nearby island of Maori. Or Maori. The sighting was reported by two witnesses, and to this day, the incident continues to generate interest and speculation among UFO enthusiasts. UFO sighting number eight. The world's UFO Hotspot 1992 to 2023 Bonnie Bridge Scotland the picture the picturesque Scottish town of Bonnie Bridge but between between Glasgow and Edinburgh 
is the world's is the world's UFO hotspot with more than six thousand sightings and residents are demanding to know why. Local local councilor local councilor Billy Buchan, um Buchanan wants a government investigation. Is it military? We don't know, but we demand to know. UFO experts have descended on Bonnie Bridge, but no one can explain the alien crop so the alien but no one can explain the alien crop circles or sightings that began in nineteen ninety two when a motorist reported a craft floating over the road nestled between the dark rolling mountains the dark rolling mountains and misty glens. Um, UFO sighting number 10. I mean, UFO sighting number 9, not 10. The coin helicopter incident in 1973, Ohio, United States. The coin helicopter incident is a well-known UFO sighting that took place in Ohio in 1973. According to eyewitness accounts, a U.S. Army Reserve helicopter was flying over was flying over Mansfield, Ohio, when it encountered a strange cylind- c- cylind- cylindrical cylindrical cylindric cylindric cyl- um I don't know how to, sorry if I don't say it right um cylindrical c- cylindrical I don't know um. It's spelled C-I-L-I-N-D-R-I-C-A-L. I have trouble pronouncing words wrong. Sometimes I read a word and I read it wrong and I try to read it again, like say it again. But I don't, still don't know how to say some words, like big words, I don't know. Um, But so cylindrical, cylindrical. Cylindrical, cylindrical, cylindrical object. I don't know. Um, but let me know how to say this word because I'm having trouble saying it. Um, just let me know. The object was described as being over a hundred feet in length and having several lights on its surface. The helicopter crew reported that their instruments were affected by the presence of the object and that it appeared to be maneuvering in a way that defied the laws of physics. The final UFO sighting, the final UFO sighting, the last, I'm going to tell you the last UFO sighting for this episode, UFO sighting number 10, the Delphos, the Delphos UFO sighting, 1971, 
Delphos, Kansas, U.S. Mm. Excuse me. In 1971, a large glowing object was reportedly seen hovering in the sky above Delpho, above Del, Delphos, Delphos, yeah. In 1971, a large glowing object was reportedly seen hovering in the sky above Delphos. It was described as being circular in shape and emitting a bright light. This sighting was reported by multiple witnesses and is still unexplained to this day. Area 51 in Roswell. Some of you may be wondering... Some of you may be wondering what Area 51 or some of you may be wondering about Area about Area 51 which is so spooky we decided and we've decided an entire an entire article to it as for Roswell the mother of all UFO stories no object was actually was actually Observed, so we've parked Roswell to one side. For those who don't know the story, the Roswell UFO incident took place in Roswell, New Mexico, in 1947, um, involving the alleged crash, involving the alleged crash of an extraterrestrial spacecraft and the recovery of its debris by the United States military. According to the story, the wreckage was taken to a military base where it was kept secret and covered up by the government. So I started reading some information about the Roswell, New Mexico UFO incident um, of, off of the 10 mysterious UFO sites that still that gave witnesses um, the chills at the bottom of the page. So I want to continue. So I wanted to dive into what really happened at the Roswell, New Mexico incident in, New, in 1947. So um, if you've heard about it, um, then you know what it's about. But I have not heard about it. Personally, so I'm going to be telling you guys about the Roswell, New Mexico UFO incident that happened in 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, so here's some information, a brief information about it. It began in the summer. It began in the summer of 1947. At the dawn of the Cold War, when the U.S. Army Air Forces sent out a shocker of a press release announcing they'd recovered a flying disc from a ranch near Roswell. More than 70 years later, the incident remains a defining aspect of the area's identity. The town boasts a UFO museum. The town boasts a UFO museum, museum, and research center. 
a flying saucer inspired McDonald's alien themed streetlights. Even an extra, even an extraterrestrial found me stranded in a broken down UFO on the side of the on the side of state on the side of State Route 285 looking for a jump start. But behind all the UFO mania lies on an uneasy truth, the events that transpired, the events that transpired that summer are anything but clear-cut with admitted cover-ups and conflicting explanations in that it was a saucer, it was spycraft, it was the Soviets, and now new ones are still emerging. Emerging. Here are the agreed upon facts about the Roswell crash. Sometime between, sometime between, between mid June and early July 1947, rancher W. W. Mac. Brazil found the wreckage on his sizable property in Lincoln County, New Mexico. Approximately 75, 75 miles north north of Roswell, several flying disc and flying saucer stories had already appeared in the national press that summer. Leading Brazil to believe the wreckage, which included rubber strips, tin foil, and thick paper. Might be something of that ilk. He brought something of the material to Sheriff George Wilcox of Roswell, who in turn brought it to the attention, attention of Colonel William Blanchard, the commanding officer the commanding officer of the Roswell Army Airfield, Air, Airfield, RAAF. The next day, the, RA, the RAAF released a statement writing that the many rumors regarding the flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Air Force Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc enough of a disc through the corporation through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers in the sheriff's office of Chaves County. According to a statement according to that statement, Major Jesse Marcel, an intelligence office an intelligence officer, oversaw the RAAF's in, investigation of the crash site and and the recovered materials.
The government changed its story about the Roswell saucer a couple times. The following day, the Roswell Daily Record ran a story about the crash and the RAAF's astonishing claim, but U.S. Army officials quickly reversed themselves on the flying saucer claim, stating that the found debris was actually from a weather balloon, releasing photos, releasing photographs of Major Major Marcel posing with pieces of the supposed weather balloon debris as proof. For for decades, many UFO researchers were skeptical of the government's changed account, and in 1994, the U.S. Air Force released a report in which they conceded but that the weather balloon story had been bogus, meaning not real. According to the 1994 explanation, the wreckage came from a spy device creating, created for an until then classified project called Project Mogul. The device, a connected string of high altitude balloons equipped with microphones, was designed to float furtively. Was designed to float furtively, furtively over the USSR. Detecting sound waves at a stealth distance. These balloons were ostensibly these balloons would ostensibly be ostensibly ostensibly monitor the Soviet government's attempts at the, testing their own. Atomic bomb because Project Mogul was a covert operation. The new report claimed a false explanation of the crash was necessary to prevent giving away details of the spy work. Other elements of the Roswell story, namely that some eyewitnesses claimed that there were Alien bodies taken from the site were explained as fallen parachute test dummies in a more extensive follow-up report in, 19, in 1997. Roger Lawness, a historian and retired curator for the Division of Space History at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum, says those two reports close most close most of the remaining questions about Roswell. This story has been resolved um Lania says has absolute has absolutely every question been answered. 
I can say that, but I'm not sure that there are significant holes. You do not diverge state secrets in the context of national security. My assumes is they probably saw the initial flying saucer explanation as a useful cover story. Donald Schmidt, a UFO researcher who has spent nearly three decades investigating the Roswell, the Roswell incident. And it is the co-founder, the co-founder of the International UFO Museum, UFO Museum and Research Center in Roswell, says that explanation makes a little bit more sense the flying saucer story he contends. He was so ostentatious, ostentations, ostentatious that it was bound to draw attention to the area with its sensitive military operations at the time. Doing so would seem highly encounter doing so would seem highly counter to the interest of the war department. Two hours west of Roswell, the first atomic bomb was detonated. You had ongoing atomic research at Los Alamos Alamos. You had all this testing of captured German V two rockets rockets at Wright Sound Sands. And at Roswell you have the first atomic bomb. Squadron headquarters Smith says Schmidt says the thought that they would have intentionally set up in any type of public publicity as a distraction if anything they needed less attention. Was Roswell's UFO from the USSR? Another questionable theory advanced by the book Area 51. By the book Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top secret military base, states that the crashed flying vehicle was neither extraterrestrial nor the work nor the work 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 of US spies rather it was an unconventional plan to induce widespread among American panic implemented by Soviet strongman Joseph Stalin an unnamed source who worked as an engineer at Area 51 for the defense Contractor EGNG told the book's author Annie Jacobson, a veteran a veteran national security journalist and Pulitzer Prize nominee that the program had been designed by Nazi concentration camp Dr. Joseph Mengele. Mengele. According to the source, adolescent children were deformed by the Soviets to resemble aliens and 
then deployed in an aircraft to fight over New Mexico. According to this book, Stalin's plan was for the children to climb out and be mistaken for visitors from Mars. Panic would ensue. America's early warning radar system would be overwhelmed with sightings of other UFOs. That theory could go some way in explaining the wreckage described by Jesse Marcel Jr., the son of the intelligence officer named in the initial initial press report. According to Marcel Jr.'s book, the Roswell legacy, legacy his father brought some of the UFO wreckage home, allowing his son to handle the debated debris before he took it to his base. Marcel Jr. wrote that the material was metallic and I could see what looked like writing. At first, I thought of Egyptian hieroglyphics, but there were no animal outlines or figures. They weren't mathematical figures either. They were more like geometric symbols, squares, circles, triangles, pyramids, and the like. Marcel Jr. was 11 years old at the time, and the Cold War only just beginning. Could the young boy have been reading the Cyrillic alphabet for the first time? Allowing his imagination to do the rest. On this, Schmidt and Linus agree it's not like it's not likely. There's no evidence in any Soviet archives that there was such experiments as this, says Linus. And if the intent was to generate panic, it failed. It failed utterly miserably. Now, that was the end of today's episode. I hope you guys liked it. If you did, please give it five stars um, on all podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, um, CastBox, and more. And on YouTube. Um, that was the story. Those were top 10 mysterious UFO sightings that still hunt witnesses today. And I read a little bit about the Roswell incident. The Roswell, New Mexico UFO incident in June 19th, June 7th. In June, in 1947, exactly. Um, but yeah. I hope you guys liked this episode. If you did, please don't forget to give it five stars on Spotify, Apple, and so much more. Give it a like and a comment on YouTube. I'll also be recording this for YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening slash watching. I love you guys so much. Um, this was the first slash first two those are the first of the last two episodes um that will yeah this is the first to second last episode of haunted horror season one i hope you guys liked it give it five stars on all podcasting platforms and five five stars on youtube subscribe to the youtube channel and thank you guys so much for listening Love you guys. 
this would not be possible without you. And I just love you guys so much. I'm so happy that I'm finally, that I'm almost done with this podcast. It has been so much fun creating these episodes for you guys. And, I, and you listening to these podcasts, to these podcast episodes, to the podcast episodes, means so much to me. Um, This was only the first season. Um, and I hope you guys like the um, legends that I did, the Charlie Charlie Legend, the um, Tongue Eater, the Buddy Mary, the Charlie Charlie Challenge, um, and so much more, and the Legend of La Llorona. I hope you guys liked all those episodes. You can stream all the episodes now and um forever after after when the second when the last last episode of Haunted Horse Season One officially drops um next week actually yeah next week you guys um so yeah thank you guys so much for listening slash watching the podcast it means so much to me that you guys love it and I will see you guys next week with a new episode.